Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're starting a new conversation where Austin will be interviewing me. We hope you enjoy. Love to start with, um, how'd you grow up? Where did you grow up? <laughs> um, yeah, so <clears throat> I grew up in Grove City just south of Columbus, where I live now. And we moved to Vinton County when I was in middle school because my dad decided that God had called him to start this place called The Refuge. And so I lived in Vinton County for seven years and and then moved back to Columbus to go to school. Um. And I've been here ever since. Cool. So, so how old were you when you moved to Benton County? I would have been 12 years old, I believe. Yeah, right. 12. Yeah. So, 12 years old. In hind- so in hindsight, um, what was that like for you going from Grove City <laughs> to Benton County? It was terrible. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hated it. Yeah, so those not from Ohio, what is Vinton County like? Um, Vinton County is so you got to keep in mind, right? You got to put your like 12 year old lens on where I've finally yep. got friends and I'm like, I think I'm like, got my life figured out. And then my dad takes me out in the literally the woods and is like, hey, isn't this great? So, you know, so I'm, I'm moving basically the picture is like from the suburbs, right? I went to a private school. Um, which so happened to be a part of the church that I went to had group of friends. Like it was, life was pretty, pretty simple and like fun and and easy in Grove city. And then we went to Vinton County, which is the, the poorest County in Ohio. I don't know if it still is. It was then. Um, But uh, it's also like the, the least dense. There's like 12,000 people that live in the entire County. Super rural, super wooded. There's one stoplight in the whole county. So a little bit of a different environment. Yeah. yeah just a little different than Grove City. Very, <laughs> just a little bit different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah I, yeah. Fit right, I fit right in. It was great. So you came back to Columbus for school. Yeah. Did yeah. You go to school. Um, went to Ohio State. Um, well, I actually started at Columbus State and um, ended up graduating from Ohio State. I didn't know what I wanted to do. What I, I wanted to be a rock star, so I wanted to travel and play music. Glad you brought that up because I was hoping I didn't have to pull yeah, that out. Yeah, so that's what I, you know, that's what my eighteen-year-old self wanted to do. And I mean, you know, we, you know, I was always in bands and we'd play play around Ohio and stuff like that. But um, me and uh, three of my friends, uh, we were in the band together, and we decided, you know, we all grew up in families that were like, you need to go to college, and so we we did. We we moved up to Columbus and. Uh, I went to school. So I, I did finish graduated, um, with, you know, my undergrad was in strategic communications from the Ohio state university. So what makes it so like, (laughs) help me understand that. So I understand like a communications degree, what made it a strategic degree? Yeah. At OSU, it was, it's like a, it's basically a, a combination of journalism, public relations, marketing. It's kind of like business, a business degree without all the math. Oh, that sounds perfect. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. It was good. It was, it was fun. It was, it was helpful. Um, so that would have been, yeah, I would have graduated from OSU in like, I don't know, 2010, I think. So did you grow up by yourself? Uh, say more. What is, what do you mean? So do you, did, was it just you? Did you have any siblings? <laughs> no, I've got, I've got three brothers. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you grew up in a house of boys. Yep. Yep. Four boys. Yep. It was a, it was constant war. That's for sure. <laughs> Lots of blood. What, yeah. What was that like going, um, you're the oldest. Yeah. So what was that like going down there being the oldest of four boys um, to a new place just for you and your brothers? How would you describe? Cause you said for you, it was horrible because it's a pretty big change. What was it like for you and your brothers? I think they adjusted easier than me because they were a little younger. And, um, uh, my, my brother right under me, Trent, he's three years younger than me. I mean, I think, I think he, he, I don't know. He'd have to say, but the younger boys, they, they, they fit right in. They don't remember Grove city. So, um, gotcha. you know, so for me, I think it was harder for me to, and a lot of that was just my own stuff. I mean, I was more of the arty kid, you know, uh, I liked music and I didn't, I didn't know who Dale, Dale Earnhardt was. And that was a really big thing. And seven is a big deal mm-hmm. uh, because he, he had tragically died, I think. And, um, everyone had like written like rip Dale Earnhardt on their arms and stuff. And I was like, who is this guy? And you would have thought like, I was asking like, you know, what is the Pope? I mean, I just, it was, it was, uh, it was not good for me from a status perspective, but I, I had no not idea a way to win friends. Yeah. I mean, NASCAR just wasn't my, uh, my shindig, you know, uh-huh. at the yeah. time. And I mean, it hasn't been since, but yeah. So it was, it was just like a cultural, a huge culture shock. Yeah. And so grew up in a family of boys being around the refuge, how, like, this is something I don't know how around the refuge. Like if you were to describe for the guys who are in the refuge now, yeah. like, were you living like next to the farm um, or to phase one? What was that like? We literally lived in what they call a holler. Um, so maybe there's people on this call that orders like, you know, between, uh-huh. you know, we don't have mountains in Ohio, but it was like between, you know, we lived on this road, Clark road. Uh, in the middle of two, uh, I don't know, foothills in, in right, right. County. And so there's no cell phone serve. I mean, I didn't, there weren't cell phones until I was in high school anyway, but like, uh, you know, we didn't have service. We even, we got them. Um, we were, we were located, we were in the middle of nowhere. Um, right like smack dab between where the farm was in Vinton County, where the first, where the, you know, where we started the refuge. And then, and then, um, Chillicothe, Ohio, which is like the, the bastion of civilization. (laughs) So we were kind of like 30 minutes to either one, you know, we'd have to drive like 20, 30 minutes to Chillicothe on the other, the other end, we'd have to drive, you know, 20, 30 minutes to get to the, to the refuge. So we, you know, that whole season of my life was a lot of time in a car. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So you weren't, how, how often were you around the refuge as a kid? Like, was it odd to be around refuge stuff or was it just second nature? Um, at the time, you know, it's weird. Cause I was at the age where I didn't think much about like, why are we doing things or what's going on? Like, 
um, I was around a ton early on, you know, cause, cause my dad was starting this thing and there wasn't a staff, there wasn't a support system, you know, and I church planted, like, uh, there was a, there was church planning networks and, you know, I was talking to other pastors and we were getting uh, funding and, and stuff like that. And like, you know, he didn't have anything right. like that. So it was, you know, he was like, well, I, you know, he was working a day job and then he was doing the refuge. And so like, you know, he'd be like, well, you know, son, I'd like to see you someday. So you know, I'm like, dad, I'm like, dad, I want to hang out. Like, you know, I forget what you look like. And so, you know, uh, he, so in order to spend time together, I'd go out with him to the, to the refuge and, um, you know, as a kid. And so I was around a lot, like in the big group meetings and, um, once I got into music and I started playing at church and stuff, like I would come out and like lead church songs with the guys. And, um, that was really fun for me. I got to hear testimonies and like, I mean, I, I would, you know, there's weeks where I'd be out there a couple nights a week and that was kind of, um, it, it became less and less as I got a little older in high school, but right. like middle school, um, beginning of high school, I mean, I, I, I wanted to hang out with my dad. So I would, you know, he would just take me down there and we'd, we'd go hang out down at the farm. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you grow up hanging out at the refuge as a middle and high schooler. And then you move back to Columbus, finish school at Ohio State. What does after what does after college Wes look like? Yeah, I mean, I still wanted to do I still wanted to do music all through college and um was planning on moving to Nashville or Los Angeles, actually, believe it or not. And um I did my, not know that. My buddy Seth Britt and I like took a whole summer and planned like moving to one of those places. And and you know, I, I was also kind of going through my own. I think spiritual formation, like we grew up in a Christian home, but, um, you know, I, I really started to think through it, wrestle through it more when I was in college and, and I actually uh, joined staff at a church leading their music. And it just, it was just a job to me. Like it wasn't like this call, this sense of like, Oh, I'm doing God's work or anything. It was just like, right, dude, so this, this guy, was a music job. This guy. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's going to pay me several hundred dollars a week to show up and play some songs. Like for a college yeah. kid, I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm in, you know, we met at a yeah. Chipotle. He's like, Hey, you want this job? I'm like, you know, will you pay me this much? And I, I thought I, I didn't really want to do it. So I was like, you know, if he'll pay me this much. I'll do it. And he was like, sure. And I'm like, Oh, all right. Great. That's awesome. So, um, I did that through college, but what ended up happening was through that whole experience, um, you know, I, you know, I was in meetings and I was constantly around these conversations about faith. Um, I mean, I was at the refuge too, but as I'm a little older now at this time, um, it started to shape me. And I, I had a moment where I was, um, I, one of my mentors was a worship leader at Vineyard Columbus. And, um, so Sunday nights I would go up and help lead worship there sometimes and okay. just, to, just to support him. And, um, and just well to learn from him because he was a great, he was a phenomenal a vocalist. And uh, I, I just, he was, he was really talented. So um, the, the person that was talking that night was, uh, was kind of doing a reflection on Tim Keller's book called Counterfeit Gods and uh-huh. something. And when she was talking, like something really just happened in me where I, I I had this crisis of faith where I was like, am I, am I really, am I a Christian? Do I believe this stuff? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be starting part two in our interview tomorrow. We'll talk to you then.